Right, we've got a video now, Michael. Are you ready for the video? This is a little story. I'm going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the story because I might ask you some questions. Stories of the Bible. The parable of the wealthy man. This is Jesus. hey Who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He healed many people from their sickness, performed many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. One day, a crowd gathered around Jesus to hear him talk. The crowd was so big that people were stepping on each other. Hey, watch it! Jesus was talking to his disciples when someone called out from the crowd. Hey, Jesus! Teacher, tell my brother to divide with me the property our father left us. Ah, uh, hold on there. Jesus said, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Be careful and guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life is not measured by the many things he owns. Huh? Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Hmm. Ah, I got it. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. <laughs> now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> but God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. <laughs> Wait, what? Then, who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. The key is that last line, so remember that. You're a fool if you don't have a relationship with God and you only store up things. Okay, so this is a parable. What is a parable? Does anyone know what a parable is? It's a story. It's a story, yeah, it's a special sort of story. It's a story with a moral to it. Yeah, it's a story with a moral or a meaning. And it's interesting because Jesus taught a lot through his parables, didn't he? Um, you know, the little the, the cartoon there, he didn't just launch into a parable, it was because he was trying to, um, someone asked him something, oh, can you help me with this? And he doesn't, Jesus doesn't answer things directly, does he? He goes to the side and he, he uses an illustrate, illustration. So instead of responding with advice, Jesus gives a message about actions. So the story, the parables part of the story, begins with a fantastic, bountiful harvest. 
the weather had been right and everything was good. The land produced abundantly. And also, was the man who's the farmer, was he rich or poor to begin with? He was pretty rich already, wasn't he? So he already was a wealthy man. He could afford to run his farm. Um, and he was already rich. And he had this new harvest. And he didn't think, oh, I wonder, should I, I could give my servants a bonus. I could give something to that poor family in the village, did he? No. He didn't think of others at all. He thought of himself. He thought, oh dear, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I, I need bigger barns. Um, he thought about how it was going to affect him. So let's have a think. What might we have done in that situation? When we've suddenly got a windfall, do we think of others or do we think like the rich man? So the rich farmer gets together a plan and he thinks, oh, I'm going to build bigger barns. And um, it's great because he can have enough harvest for the next few years and he won't have to worry. He seems to be really looking forward to relaxing, eating, drinking and be merry. And, and this can sound attractive to us, can't it? If we were in that situation, we'd have all of those things and we wouldn't have to worry. Say we won the lottery, if we played the lottery, or, or, or somebody you know, left us a load of money in the will. We could think, oh, I could maybe buy a bigger house. I could buy a better car um, or give up work. I could stay at home and put my feet up, watch Netflix all day. Oh, some of us do that anyway. <laughs> Um, but we need to go back to the parable, to the story. And what is Jesus telling us? The punchline, the moral, if you like, is in that, is at the end, is verse 21. And in the version that um, I'm, I've got here that I'm working from, it says in verse 21, So it is with those who store treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. So what does that mean, being rich towards God? How does that apply to us today? Now, some of us, you know, we might be sitting there thinking, well, I do think of others. I've just bought things for the harvest, for the food bank. I regularly um, give money to charity. In fact, I've got a bank direct debit that goes out monthly um, to a charity, to several charities. You might think, you know, I regularly go and help my neighbour, an elderly person, do something. But we need to think beyond that because it is easy for us especially those of us who come to church and do things for the church, to think, actually, we do quite a bit and we give money away. We need to think more about what does this parable mean about our own dependence on God. Our life itself, all of our worldly goods, all the things that we have, 
come from God. Psalm 67, verse 6, the earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. As we said earlier, everything that we have comes from God. Do we give everything back to God? Or do we give a little bit back to God and carry on our life? Do we give quite a lot to God but carry on with our life? Do we really think about how much more we should be doing for God because of what he has done for us? Our value as human beings aren't, isn't determined by how much we have or own. Or it shouldn't be if we are living as faithful followers of Christ, if we're really following what Jesus teaches us in the Bible. So it, the parable talks about not storing up treasures for ourselves. Um, and it, it is, it, it's hard for some of us, you know, we've got lots of things, but in our society, there are lots of people that haven't got things. And we, we had a, um, a service not long ago about the Trussell Trust who started all the food banks and who sort of um, provides a lot of the um, support for our Branch District Food Bank. And there are still lots and lots of people who, you know, who are struggling. And lots of people I know here, people are here will be having difficulties with, um, you know, financial, we're paying out more bills. But there are people out there in our society, in our very village, who we're getting to know a little bit now, who really are struggling. And so, yes, we are struggling. Some of us may be struggling as well, but it's on a different level. And if we have been blessed by God, even just by being around and being you know, relatively healthy and able to just do things, even if we haven't got money to give, we can do things for God to help others. It's, so it's not just about what we can do for other people, but it's also about honouring God and thinking about what being rich towards God means. It's also about social justice. All of the things that Jesus taught in the Bible shows society how to live well, how to care for other people, and most importantly, how to care for those most vulnerable people in our society. So being rich towards God means having values and taking actions that align with God's purpose for the world. Did you know we are one of the, we're the fifth wealthiest country in the world, according to Trust and Trust? statistics and we've got people struggling in our country just think how around the world people are you know struggling financially and but we're the fifth wealthiest country and yet still there's an inequity in our society basically society isn't fair there's lots and lots of rich people quite a lot of people that are fairly well off and then lots lots of really poor people. Charities and trusts at the Trussell Trust and other charities out there do lots of things and we can give money, we can do various things but we all we need to come back all the time to how we as individuals and as a church but just thinking of us as individuals 
can honour God and think about how we're not storing up treasures and things for ourselves, but how we're getting a right relationship with God and doing things that are honouring God. So here's a few little little examples. Could we just buy one extra thing each week and put it in the um, food bank thing at the supermarket? I often wheel my trolley past and think I should have bought something and put one thing. So I'm as guilty as that. You know, I bought stuff today and I might donate to a charity or whatever, but I could just put one thing, couldn't I? I could put one tin of beans that cost big 39p, I think, cheapest beans were, in the food bank each week at the supermarket. It, It could be... I'll bring it here, yes. I'm just thinking of what the easiest way of doing it, yeah. Um, Could we give, could you, any of you, could I, give a regular financial gift to the Trussell Trust or to Christianism Against Poverty? Christianism Against Poverty is a a charity that we've, we've supported here in the past. Or if we're already doing that, could we increase it? Could we increase it, that direct debit, five pounds? by £10. So those are things, practical things. I wonder if any of us, I haven't done this, I think I should do it. Could we write to our MP about the situation of inequity in this in, in our area and register our concern? There are things there, if you get onto the certain um, sites and things, sometimes I'm asked, I've asked, been asked to sign petitions and things like that, but I haven't ever done anything of my own. I haven't thought, oh, I ought to do that. Maybe God's calling us to do that. Could we tell our non-Christian friends how grateful we are of God for providing all that we have? Rather than when we're out with our non-Christian friends, avoid talking about God and just talk about all the other things. Because, you know, when you start talking about going to church, but you know those particular friends just think, oh, here she goes again. Um, but let's bite. Um, now, what's the word? I'm, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, pardon? Bite the cherry. No, it's not. It's not bite. But actually, bite the bullet and bite the bullet. And even though it's hard, say, you know, I'm really, really grateful for God for what he's done in my life, what he's provided for, just the practical things. And I believe that, that, that God has done that for me. So that's another thing we could do. For, those, for you as children, could you be just a bit kinder to that child that no one really plays with much and you don't really like them that much, but actually, could you actually speak to them and be a bit kind to them, even though others aren't? Could we, as adults... Oh, don't speak to that annoying neighbour who really, you know, don't like very much. But could we actually speak to them? Be a Christian to them? Do what God's telling us to do? And finally, could we as Christians, thinking about ourselves, pray more consistently and ask God what he wants us to do? Thank God for all the blessings we have and ask him, what do you want me to do? I know that that's something that I could do. Spend more time in prayer. Carol will be pleased to know that after your talk last week on on the Bible, I 
said, right, I've got to do more than I have been doing reading the Bible. And I got my Unlocking the Bible book out at the moment. Looked at Lectio Divina again. So what Carol said last week hit home to me. Sometimes as Christians, we just, you know, cuddle along, come to church, we do whatever. We need to go deeper. It's good that we're going to be getting back to our home groups where we've got accountability, where we're meeting regularly with our home group people. So that final thing, could we pray more consistently and ask God what we can do? So this harvest, while being thankful for all that we have, let's also commit to being rich towards God in prayer, in word and in deed. So let's commit to being rich towards God in prayer, in word and in deed. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for all that you give us, for your generous provision of food, shelter and all that we need in our daily life. We're sorry for the times when we take this for granted. Open our eyes to the need around us. Help us not to build bigger barns to store up treasures for ourselves, but to be generous givers. May we stand alongside people who are struggling, including people who do not have enough income to afford the essentials like food, that we all need to get by. Inspire us to fight for justice for all so that no one faces hunger and food banks are no longer needed. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.